Hey everybody, you're listening to the Hope in Crisis podcast, where Tim Costello brings you intimate conversations with his inspiring friends from around the world during this difficult time of coronavirus. Our desire is that you would be filled with hope through these conversations to remain faithful and resilient during these unprecedented times. On this episode, Tim speaks with Valdir Stoyanagel. Valdir is a theologian and pastor in Brazil. Well, it's an absolute delight to have an old friend, Valdir Storganagel, who uh, hails from Brazil, where he has been a pastor for many years, a Bible teacher, a theologian at large for World Vision International, and in fact, uh, he chaired the board of World Vision International for some time also. Uh, welcome, Valdir. Thanks, uh, thanks, Tim. Uh, it's a it's a special privilege privilege to be able to, to, to see you again, to talk to you, and uh, to take part in this program that you share. Thanks for the invitation. It's certainly a very fearful time globally with the coronavirus. From what we're watching on the news, Brazil seems to now be the new almost epicenter. What are you seeing and hearing in, in your country, Valdir? It's, it's true, Tim. Uh, this is probably a, a sad hour for us uh, here in Brazil. And I am uh, so sorry that uh, Brazil is now at the center of this, uh, of this virus and all its development. And in fact, uh, Tim, it probably came to that stage uh, in our country uh, because we really haven't had a kind of united leadership uh, at the top level of our nation so that the country could have a common voice. So we, you will know that, uh, that we, are, uh, we are really in a, in a kind of disarray as a nation in terms of leadership. The pandemic uh, is just an expression of it at this time in our history. Can I ask uh, Valdir what you're seeing in terms of the attitude of churches? Uh, we, we get glimpses of uh, some of the, the churches supporting your president, Bolsonaro, who seems to... Uh, treated just like a little flu. Obviously, other churches doing absolutely the right thing to try and uh, shut down and minimise the spread of the uh, virus. What, what is the response of the church, uh, Valdi? Uh, I, I think, Jim, that uh, the, the, to, to get the context to, to say, it's, it's quite important, isn't it? Because what you have in Brazil, uh, besides a long history of uh, Catholic presence in our country, in the more recent decades, you had a strong, uh, uh, a growing evangelical church, if you can use that term. And in the last, uh, in the last years, that evangelical church in different branches has become very visible. And it's, uh, so to say, it's a new phenomenon in, in, our, in our country, in, in our history. And um, in, in fact, in the last election, 
main expressions of that evangelical church uh, provided strong support through the uh, present president of, of, of Brazil, that is Bolsonaro. So there has been a kind of close connection between that supporting church and the present and the present government. So when you when you say that the present uh, the president uh, is really not taking the virus very serious, uh, it has spilled over into expressions of the church too. So that I would say that many in the churches haven't taken the virus. Uh, seriously and this has uh, had consequences uh, in in our in our context in brazil uh, so it, I, I i i say that with a sense of sadness uh, i think Tim, we, we could say that uh, uh, there has been a big effort uh, in this uh, pandemic environment of the different churches coming up with virtual communication and really nurturing its own people. Uh, I think uh, I, I just had a friend sending me uh, yesterday an email with all the different initiatives that churches have taken in terms of serving people, serving society, and there are many uh, good stories that we that we could share. But also, on the other hand, there is a strong pressure of uh, the churches and some of its leaders to open to open the churches uh, in this environment. Uh, the state where I live, uh, just um, over a week ago, there was uh, a government decision uh, to open up. Uh, and now in the recent days, closed down again, because we have become uh, uh, one of the two states in Brazil where the pandemic has been expanding and the and people have been dying and more people are contaminated. So it's a mixture, Jim. I think it's a mixture that we are seeing the churches positioning themselves. So as a pastor yourself, and certainly as a Bible teacher, um, we both know that the church in crisis is magnificent and there's suffering service, suffering love, uh, people who who look to others, which is the gospel. But as you've disclosed, there are times when maybe our faith says we are immune and God will protect us and uh, uh, we are free to worship. Uh, do you see, you know, a, a theological tension in this approach of the church in Brazil? Sure. I, I, I would say, Tim, that the... Uh, the, 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 the bigger picture, so to say, it's one, it's, it's a theology, isn't it? Uh, and uh, a theology where you have some expression of saying, Yo, look, it will not touch us. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that this is a very tiny minority. Uh, but there is, that there is this theology. Uh, it, it won't touch us. Uh, but on the other on the other hand, I think the political issue is like uh, it's even more dangerous because since uh, many leaders have supported this government, and if this government doesn't take the the virus seriously, they are embarrassed to take it seriously too. 
because they are allied to the president. You know, it, it's a kind of political alliance that keeps, that uh, may, uh, have you being silent in terms of the pandemic because you are so committed to a president that is not taking it seriously. So this is, so to say, a political dimension that is serious. And I, if I allow, if you allow me, I think there is a third dimension. It's the dependency on the platform, the dependency on the microphone, the dependency on the, on the money, so to say. I think the Brazilian church has been living an, an euphoria, so to say, of a, plat a platform of visibility, of, uh, of the microphone, of, of multitudes, and that all, uh, that, that enterprise, so to say, that public visibility, that dependency of the resources, uh, that the level of communication has been, uh, has been made impossible with the quality. And this brings attention that it's attention for visibility, it's attention for money, and it's attention for audience. So when you can't attend worship, as you can't in, in the uh, pandemic, <clears throat> the model of church you're saying, and maybe the, the largeness of the personality of the preacher, um, along with the budget and monies that flow, are actually producing a crisis. Will this... Will this challenge the Brazilian church to be the church in a different way, Valdir? That is the question, Tim. That is the question. <laughs> I, I would say that you do have um, one, one piece of the church, so to say, that are aware of that. There are uh, others that are afraid of the changes that are that are coming. I think there is a uh, there is a, a a good tendency, so to say, that this uh, platform uh, gospel, so to say, music adoration, that noisy <laughs> type of a church is being questioned at this at this stage. Uh, you you will see you will also know, Tim, that. Uh, in Brazil, prosperity theology has become very, very strong and very, uh, very uh, exposed. And the whole question of prosperity theology is uh, under, is in question, so to say, in this pandemic, isn't it? Uh, and and uh, some of us, I, I would say, some of us hope and pray that this will be an experience for the church to recover uh, some of the dimensions of the, of, of the gospel of Jesus, uh, will recover a sense of identification with the suffering people in Brazil, and will recover a sense of, uh, of uh, ecumenical relations that will uh, bring less competition among ourselves and more desire to walk together. And some of us are talking in that direction. I, I hear you. And um, we both know that if the church is married to the powers of this age, it will be a widow in the next age. That when we are seen to bless uh, the power, even if uh, uh, there seems immediate short-term rewards, it can do damage to the gospel down, down mm -hmm. the track. 
One one of my questions, because Australians, um, when they think of Brazil, think of the Amazon, think of the indigenous people there, obviously think of the large numbers of slums and favelas. How is the virus, the pandemic, affecting indigenous and the poor? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because at, at the beginning, so to say, it was um, identified as a, a virus of the rich. So it, it really, the first uh, uh, people contaminated were those who could do an international trip and they came back. And so at the same, the whole media, it was a kind of explosion of awareness because it was the virus of the rich. With the, a second and the third wave coming, we can see it uh, reaching out to the poor, reaching out to the favelas, reaching out to the Amazon. Uh, even uh, even today, Jim, for example, I had uh, the director of, a social pro- of our social project here in Brazil, here in our church, at our home today, and she said, look, it's, it's getting there at the periphery. It's getting there. At the beginning, she would say, oh, it's not there. This is a virus of the rich. It's not touching to the, to the poor community where we have a project. Now it is. Uh, today, I was also talking to a friend that has a project in the Amazon, in Manaus. And she was uh, telling me about this challenge to uh, reach out uh, and even to serve people with food at that level because it, it's getting there. It's getting and, and, and you know, it's getting to the Indian communities, it's getting to the river communities, uh, it's getting to the poorest of the poor. And, um, and this is really a disaster, Tim. It's really a well, disaster. Well, just as Australia uh, at the beginning of this year had the most terrifying bushfires, we've all know about the bushfires, the fires in the Amazon, and now to think post that there is the... Uh, yeah the virus going in, it just feels very devastating to be watching uh, from this distance, Valdir. And it is, I I think, Tim, what is so painful, isn't it? It's that um, um, I I remember, I remember a few years ago when Brazil uh, was Told has a success story, so to say. <laughs> and just a few years after that, we are, we are a, a, a sad story. Because at this point, you, you have together uh, the pandemic and you have together an, a new president with uh, eroding leadership. And we, you have a conflict between different uh, expressions of power in Brazil. Uh, and so uh, uh, the, the whole issue of the environment, uh, the Amazon area, it's no longer a priority for the present government. And um, has Marina Silva, for example, Marina Silva is one of the, the four former uh, presidential candidates, and she has been trying to raise her voice because the, it's not only that the, the, the forest, the Amazon, is abandoned at this stage. The Indian communities are abandoned, but it's, it's destruction, Jim. It's destruction. 
uh, and this is a, a very uh, it's a very sad story in the moment for us. And I think it's it's a suffering piece for us because the the gospel. I mean, many of the Indian communities, many of the what we call the Ribeirinhos. Ribeirinhos are the the communities at the river of at the Amazon, the Black River, and and the, the church has been expanding, reaching there, and many of them are very poor communities, and they are just uh, no longer a priority for us in our country at this moment. So, Valdir, this uh, series is called Hope in Crisis. Uh, Let's let's finish um, with a perspective from you uh, on how do we find hope in the crisis as you've described it so uh, articulately in Brazil. You 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 uh, you uh, you phrased a question at the beginning, Tim, about uh, how the church survives. Uh, moments of crisis and, so to say, disaster. And uh, I would say that uh, chi- the, ca- the, the kairos of God is present in the midst of crisis, uh, has a mastered seed. And this is my prayer and this is my hope, and not only mine, but many others in this country. The gospel is, uh, has a message of survival. The gospel has a message that you allowed us to, to live out the gospel of Jesus. And in a way that uh, can come through has a mustard seed foundation. So there are many, as I said, many different stories. And uh, maybe I just can mention two. One of them is Dorcas. Dorcas is a social project, as I mentioned earlier, about our uh, our a local project here in the city, uh, in, in close to Curitiba, where I live, uh, with, with over 100 children. And this stage is just how can we keep reaching out to those poor children, to their communities, serving them, and we are trying to do it. Uh, over 70, 75% of that community, the people have lost their jobs. And the children are without uh, school. Uh, the houses are very poor, as you know. And in that environment, we try to be present and uh, helping them to bring material for the churches, helping them with food, helping them to bring signs of hope in their, in their setting of desperation. And I think that is uh, it's an expression of it. And the second, it's a movement called Origen. Origen is a, a movement in the Amazon, in Manaus that tries to receive migrants from Venezuela, that tries to serve the poor communities. And with a, a model of transformational development, uh, with a model of spirituality that helps people to come together and to walk out of their experience of poverty. So, uh, Jim, there is hope. There is hope because we hope that the gospel is this message of hope for all, all of us. For all of us. Well, Valdir, we both share the resurrection hope that uh, something has changed in this world because of the resurrection. And uh, thank you so much for being an ambassador of that 
resurrection hope in all that you do. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you for listening to Hope in Crisis. We're a new podcast, so we would really appreciate it if you would share this with your friends and leave us a rating and review whilst making sure you're subscribed to receive our future episodes. That would be great. Be blessed and we'll be back soon with our next inspiring conversation. Brought to you by the Eternity Podcast Network.